Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. It's here. We've waited 20 weeks, Key, essentially, Jay, for this moment on the brink of the Super Bowl. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests were jam-packed this morning to talk football and UFC with you, with you-know-who returning this weekend on the Goodyear Hotline. Before we get into it, and we're going to go knee-deep, your Lakers were on TV uh, last night. Easy. Uh, <laughs> easy. Happy Friday, boys. Happy Friday, boys. The weekend is almost here. Let's get some playoff football going. Yeah, you were already looking forward to the weekend, huh, Jay? Uh, yeah, that's what Friday's <laughs> for, Key. <laughs> I was certainly looking forward to the weekend. No, it. it uh, Lakers were good last night. You know, and I did what I expected them to do, you know, and took care of business and continued to just keep rolling along and had some good press conferences last night, oh, yesterday yeah. from a couple guys, Dan Campbell, Eric Bieniemy, a couple hires in the NFL. You know, so not Eric Bieniemy. Well, he wasn't hired, but yeah, yeah. the press conference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As we just move along, as Jay said, getting ready for championship weekend, got a chance to see Patrick Mahomes stretch in practice <laughs> again <laughs> again so here we are we'll dig into all of that this morning and if you didn't hear some of the dan campbell audio the new coach of the lions hang tight it's gonna blow your doors off you just don't see it every day but let's begin with as key said as we're rolling on as are the chiefs think about it fellas the nfl season began on a thursday night in kansas city and it began with the chiefs win Will conference championship weekend end on a Sunday night in Kansas City with the Chiefs win setting us up for Super Bowl 55? The biggest story, Mahomes, as Key said, practicing for the second straight day. He was a limited participant, but let me just mention why that is, even though he looks okay. If you are in the concussion protocol for any reason, you can only be listed as a limited participant. If you're in the protocol, no matter how good you look out there, they can't put you as anything over a limited participant. Adam Schefter, last night on SportsCenter, on the outlook for Mahomes to play on Sunday for a trip to the Super Bowl. They're encouraged right now, and they feel optimistic. The fact of the matter is he's still in protocol, and he has not been cleared officially just yet. The conference championship game is coming up on us. And again, he wouldn't be taking these snaps in practice if they thought he wouldn't be cleared through protocol in time to play in that game. But in addition to still being cleared out of protocol, Kevin, he also is dealing with a foot injury. And it's encouraging to hear Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, say, he looks like Pat to him. That's what you want to hear. That's what you need to hear. But the fact of the matter is there are a couple of issues that are lingering, as there are with many players at this time of the year, as Patrick Mahomes heads into the conference championship game. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, that sounds all good. Lingering issues. and Patrick Mahomes will be underneath the center on Sunday. A- Adam is reporting it correctly. Uh, you know, he's in protocol. They've got to do things according to protocol, but at the same time, he's throwing footballs, he's underneath the center, he's dropping back, he's doing everything, and he'll be cleared. He'll be cleared. You know, it's – he'll be cleared, let's just say that. I just love, I, I, I just love how the legend of Patrick Mahomes is continuing to build. So you have, obviously, the fantastic year he had last year, winning a Super Bowl. You – translate that into this season where they only lose two games, which is realistically one game that they lost to the Raiders. Um, And then 
you know, through playoff time, the way they won last game with Chad Henney, he's out. And now coming back, it seems like it's once again set up for Patrick Mahomes to do something superhuman. Going against a healthy Josh Allen, a Bills defense that is getting better. We saw how much better they got last game against the Ravens. And if he performs at a high level after coming off a concussion, um, even if it's a slight concussion with the toe injury, just let the legend continue to build, Keyshawn, for one of the greatest players we may have ever seen in the history of this sport. Well, it's a great storyline. There's no question about it. It's it's it leading into, uh, you know, the Super Bowl. The conversation is going to be about the AFC Championship game and the divisional game that he was hurt. He came back. That'll be the storyline. You know, how are you feeling on? Like, I'm assuming they'll have the press day still to some degree from a distance. Yes. Um, and those questions will come up. How do you feel now? Any symptoms? You, you know, all that. And like you say, Jay, the, the legend will continue to grow for Patrick Mahomes as it should. Uh, He's done a tremendous job since taking over for Alex Smith. That's why he's a $500 million quarterback. Mm. And one thing I would imagine uh, continuing to build their legend, a couple of years ago, Andy Reid was known as the guy that couldn't manage the clock. Like two or three years ago. That honestly was his reputation, even though he's done a great job. What are you everywhere. doing, Andy? <laughs> right? That's the TV, right? That we, we, that's why we gave you that card. Just look at the card. If you're up eight with four minutes to go, you do this. If you're down 16 with seven minutes to go, you do that. Why so, would you call that play on fourth down, Andy? <laughs> but that has obviously flipped since he won the Super Bowl last year with, as Jay mentioned, the superhuman performance from Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid is getting ready to coach in his Eighth conference championship game. That's a gigantic number and a number that is essentially not being talked about because all the oxygen in the air is being talked about with Patrick Mahomes. Keith, what is on the line? Because we've got the list of guys that are ahead of him in terms of coaching in conference championship games. Andy is going to be, as I mentioned, coaching his eighth on Sunday, which will tie the legendary late great Don Shula, the late great Tom Landry coached a dozen, the hat. In Dallas, Bill Belichick, of course, to the surprise of no one, leads at 13. But at number eight to be in the top five all-time in the history of the NFL, Belichick, Landry, Shula, Reed, Madden. What a group that is that he's going to join. Well, he just goes in the Hall of Fame. It just cements that. That's all. And he becomes one of the greatest coaches to ever wear a headset. Big Red is is tremendous as a, a head coach. When you When you think about it, Belichick is in the Hall of Fame, even though he's still coaching. Tom Landry, Don Shula, John Madden, Chuck Noll, all Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they just, they're in. And, and he is behind a couple of them, and he's probably going to surpass Don Shula because Shula's sitting at eight. Andy Reid is tied for eight as of Sunday, mm-hmm. and then he'll move ahead because he's got several more years with Patrick Mahomes. No doubt. So eventually he'll jump over Tom Landry. So as you look at it, it it's – a great situation to be in for him. He, he wins that game, goes on to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. And whether or not he wins the Super Bowl, he's still getting there. He'll go down as one of the greatest quarter, great one of the greatest coaches ever. But then just think about the quarterbacks that he's had, right? Think about them. Patrick Mahomes and Donovan McNabb have been the best two, the best two by far, by far. Then you start throwing in all the little ancillary pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and the third guy might have been maybe Michael Vick for a smidget of a second, then Alex Smith, mm-hmm. and then after that, 
just guys that had one or two years underneath him that had their best careers underneath him. And Jay, real quick, just before you jump in, I think it's just, you know, it steps back now and everything looks so clear-eyed 2020. Let's remember how badly Donovan McNabb was booed on draft day, mm-hmm. ended up going to multiple championship games. And then the fact that they traded up for Patrick Mahomes, they trade wait, why are you guys trading up for, for this guy? He didn't really do much in college. Did you see the Texas Tech's record in college? I mean, those two guys, those he was just criticized a, to the hilt, and those have been his best too. He was just a guy, Jay. No, I'm with you. I, I think he's a transformative coach. I, if he wins a Super Bowl, I think that puts him in that next notch right below Bill Belichick. And I would say this, he's transformative because he turned both the Eagles franchise and the Chiefs franchise into winners. And I don't know about you guys, but I started thinking last night, like, <laughs> what, what defines a great coach? And I started thinking about, okay, like, how about overall victories? I mean, he's fifth in overall victories. How about playoff victories? Uh, I mean, he's tied for fifth with Chuck Noll in playoff victories. And then how about influence when you start thinking about okay Doug Peterson won a championship in 2017 hey that was part of his lineage how about John Harbaugh won a championship in 2012 part of his lineage uh, Ron Rivera took the Panthers to the Super Bowl in 2015 part of his lineage Sean McDermott with him uh with the Eagles uh, with the Bills right now it's it's all these things combined with the innovation of the game with the influence and with the wins he belongs exactly where he's at if he gets number two like, that's, that's scary because now him and Patrick Mahomes with that young quirky that we talked about yesterday, they have a chance to win a lot more as well. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. There's no doubt. I, you may be right about Andy Reid. I, I had difficulty putting him ahead of the aura of Tom Landry just because of who he was and where he coached. And then Shula will always have the NFL's only undefeated team. Yes, indeed, with the Cowboy hat. But you're right. The numbers don't lie. Andy Reid could certainly surpass them. We'll see, though, with regards to what happens Sunday short-term and long-term with this team, as Key said. Andy Reid and the Chiefs hoping a healthy Mahomes can get in the zone on Sunday. Get in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. On the way, the Eagles, to many, made a head-scratching hire yesterday for their head coaching position. But Key will tell you why it was a very logical move. Extremely logical. Six of the seven NFL head coaching openings have been filled. The Eagles hiring Nick Sirianni as head coach. I, I get that they hired Nick because it's a Carson Wentz issue. To see Eric Bieniemy still waiting. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... 
Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You know, so the I don't know if it's ironic or coincidental or just a fascinating piece of information here, but that hire by the Eagles of Nick Sirianni, the Colts offensive coordinator, which Key will get into in just a moment, means, how strange is this? The Houston Texans will end up deciding whether Eric Bieniemy is a head coach in the mm. 2021 mm-hmm. coaching cycle. It's the only job left. Obviously, you know the situation with the Texans not wanting to interview him, double back after the criticism from Watson and outside forces. The media gets the interview. And now, whether it's genuine or not, whether he wants it or not, what the deal was with the legitimacy of the interview, the bottom line is Eric Bieniemy's 2021 future as an NFL head coach rests with the Houston Texans. Let that marinate for a second. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. That means, Key, the only reason the Texans are the lone team standing, because yesterday the Eagles made the hire of Sirianni, which may have come out of left field for some people. You haven't really heard of the guy, what's going on with the guy. But if you do just a little surface-level digging, which you obviously have done and mentioned there a couple seconds ago, if you listen to us coming in from the break, makes total sense. It, it, it makes sense. Sense on the surface, there's no question about it. Uh, Nick Sirianni started off his coaching career with the Kansas City Chiefs, believe mm, it or not, as a as a, a young uh, up and comer, quality control guy. Was hired by Todd Haley, and then eventually passed to Romeo Cornell when Romeo Cornell took over that job in Kansas City, and his coaching tenure took off. Uh, he, you know, was in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck there for a minute, and then. Obviously, Frank Wright retained him. He came in. He worked close with the quarterbacks. And so what Philadelphia is trying to do is salvage the somewhat of a relationship as well as the money that they spent on a quarterback that they still believe in that felt like he had lost it and he needed to be coached up. But the problem, only problem with this is, is they went and got Nick. They didn't go and get Frank. Frank was his coach <laughs> under the success when he had, when they let, he led them to the playoffs prior to getting hurt, put him in a position so that Nick Foles could come in and Philly Philly it to death. That, that is the difference. You went in and you got a guy in the room, but not the guy. So now you look at Nick and you say to yourself, okay, can he somehow get Carson Wentz or who he hires as his quarterback coach? offensive coordinator, if he's not going to call the plays, somebody to get Carson Wentz to play like he's capable of playing. Because let's not mistake it. It's all about Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. This isn't about the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is not about 53 men inside that locker room. But it has to be about 53. Nick's got to answer to all 53 because they're going to see that he's only paying attention to one guy, which they they don't understand. Sure. But the moment that Carson Wentz isn't playing well, mm-hmm. now you got a real problem because people are going to sit back and look at Jalen Hurts and be like, yo, what are you going to do as the head coach? You came in to fix it. It ain't going right. We need to play this other guy behind us because players in that locker room are not stupid. Now, mm-hmm. it's up to Carson Wentz. Do you want to be good again? 
It's up to him. It's, this is all on him. It's on the organization, and it's on Nick to figure it out and whoever he brings in as his quarterback coach. Told you he would make it make perfect mm. sense, and he just lays it out there. We should also mention, as we move into Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, Sirianni is 39. He's white, so he's another sub-40 white head coach. We just have to bring it out because, Key, I know you're shaking your head. I shake no, my head, too. No, I'm not shaking my head. We're all shaking like, head. Yeah, yeah. Every you know. job in the NFL is now about identity politics and race. I mean, you just can't have a discussion about it without mentioning it. You just yeah. can't. You just you can't. <clears throat> Dominique Foxworth from the undefeated was on Get Up, and he essentially said, with this latest hire, with the profile of Sirianni, like it or not, bottom line, this, what he's about to say, is still the case and shows no signs of abating. Part of what happens every offseason that I personally don't enjoy is that we see so many coaches who get jobs that some of us feel like are not as qualified as they need to be, and I hate being in that position. I want that to stop, and I'm happy for guys like Staley who only had one year coordinating because I don't believe that experience is the only deciding factor on how talented someone is going to be at the job. I wish we could get to a place where we could be happy for everyone that gets these jobs and not feel forced into a box where we have to look at everyone's resume and determine whether they put in enough work or they put in enough time i think that all the coaches that are getting hired last year and this year deserve to get hired but i wish that all the coaches frankly um of all uh ethnicities that deserve to get hired get the same opportunity as it seems like so many of the successful coaches have and guys like stefanski one year coordinating got the job obviously he was ready for it the same thing for mcveigh like those guys are ready for the job i just hope that we could get the same thing for some of the black coaches who clearly are also ready for these opportunities and um general manager you could throw LaFleur in there as Oof. well. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Jay? So since 2018, there have only been, there have been 26 head coaching jobs available in the NFL. 26 people have been hired. Only two were African-American. I, 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 I vehemently agree with what he just said right there. And I, I would say this. It, it's interesting to me. I am all about hiring the most suitable and qualified candidate. I am. I'm all about that. Uh, two things can exist at the same time, Key. But it, it, it made me go to a different place yesterday because I started digging a little bit deeper into it about, you know, I doing the boardroom, I get a chance to have a conversation with all these high-stressed CEOs who are <laughs> running Fortune 100 companies. And we end up talking about, you know, how they make their decisions about who's around their core. And I've had two over the last couple of weeks that have said, if you want to hire outside the box – or if you want to hire with diversity, then you have to have intent about hiring with diversity. Because a lot of times for these individuals that I spoke to, and we talk about this, they don't have a lot of African-Americans that they're surrounded with, Key. There are not a lot of African-Americans in the rooms or their friends that they're having conversations with. So, you know, it's interesting when you start thinking about who is the core, who are the people that a lot of these owners or high-end executives are surrounded by, it's people that kind of look like them. It's people that sound like them to a degree. And, and it's people that make you feel comfortable, right? So it, it's, it, it brings up a different topic for me because how can you feel comfortable or how can you have trust in the leadership of what diverse candidates can do when you don't really have relationships with them to understand their backgrounds, to understand where they come from, to understand who they are and how they think? Right. You're only you're only as diverse as the people that you have around you in your life. And for a lot of people, when you're in this upper, upper echelon, this upper tier, 
there are a lot of African-Americans and other minorities in that tier for you to actually have time to relate to. So it has to be done with intent. It has to be done with out of the box thinking. It's like, I have to pursue this and make the effort to have that relationship. Make, no, you know what I mean? No, I, I totally get it. But what I would say there is you, 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 you talked about, well, we, we don't even, I don't want to go long here. I'll do it on the other side. Break integrity. Love it. Love it. Radio terminology. That's big time. But we, we're going to talk about that. On the way, everybody, us three and everybody else in the sports media constantly talks about Eric Bieniemy. How about Eric Bieniemy talking for himself? You don't hear it often, but he was very passionate behind the microphone yesterday. And you'll hear it next. I think that all the coaches that are getting hired last year and this year deserve to get hired. I just hope that we could get the same thing for some of the black coaches who clearly are also ready for these opportunities. Maybe there's something I'm missing here, but this young man deserves a chance. I'm hoping he gets it sooner rather than later. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. AD turns, leans, bounce pass to LeBron with two to shoot. Three-pointer by LeBron. It's good! And the Lakers bomb away in Milwaukee, and that three-pointer should do it. Lakers 111, Bucks 103 inside of a minute to go. Being a 113-106 final on ESPN LA 710, the Lakers win their eighth straight road game. They're 8-0 on the road this season. LeBron at a season I 34. Obviously, LeBron said it didn't really matter that Giannis topped him for MVP last year, but it's hard to really think. If you get inside the mind of LeBron, that wasn't a factor. By the way, Giannis also topped AD for Defensive Player of the Year, so there was some motivation for the Lakers. We'll get into it in just about 10 minutes from now. Patrick Mahomes for the second straight day was back on the field. We know the deal in the concussion protocol, even if we're not sure he actually had a concussion. Also working through a toe injury. Listed as a limited participant, but when you're in the protocol, that's as far as they can go. We'll see him on Sunday. All signs are pointing to that at this point. (laughs) We'll see. And the Eagles have hired Nick Sirianni as their head coach. That was confirmed to ESPN Sal Palantonio. He was the Colts offensive coordinator for the last three years where he actually juggled three different starting quarterbacks. That leaves the Houston Texans with the only opening and Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs offensive coordinator, still waiting. More on that. You won't have to wait long to discuss that. That's in second. SportsCenter presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. 
Do you, you feel any regret or remorse that it's come to the fact that you're kind of the face of this? You know what, Harold? Here's the thing. It's always good to be mentioned and, and, and having an opportunity to pursue your dreams. And obviously, yes, I do want to be a head coach. I think that all the coaches that are getting hired last year and this year deserve to get hired. I just hope that we could get the same thing for some of the black coaches who clearly are also ready for these opportunities and I'm general manager. Maybe there's something I'm missing here, but this young man deserves a chance. I'm hoping he gets it sooner rather than later. Yeah, and, and, and that's the, the interesting part about everything we've been talking about since Eric Bieniemy has come onto the scene majorly over the last couple of years of seeming as though he's going to be passed up again with only one job opening in Houston that is left, which will be interesting to see if, in fact, the Houston Texans make a decision after Sunday or even before Sunday to hire Eric Bieniemy. What I want to get back to is what Jay Will was speaking of uh, last segment. What I was going to say, Jay, is you are you are right when you talk about the owners and the positions and all of those different things about having people that look like you and I that they could be friends with and understand. But what people got to understand is those same owners and people of wealth are not we're not necessarily in that club, right? We don't, we're not in country clubs. We're not in yachting clubs. Like we don't spend a large amount of time in those type of environments. And if that's the only place that they spend time and they won't go outside to understand or, or meet people. And then on top of that, you got to think of it this way too, Jay is where do owners live? Where do they frequent? Exactly. Who, who, you know, we may live in affluent areas, and it may be a few speckles of us spread out through some of these areas and some of these places. But as a whole, when you think about billionaires, who they, they're not talking to millionaires on a daily basis. They're talking to billionaires or people on the cusp of becoming multi-billionaires on an everyday basis. And even if they are talking to, they're beneath them. They're beneath them. And so for us as a, a black community, we don't have a huge amount of wealth, right? When we think about our celebrities and our stars, our, our money power people, we can count our major, and I'm, not ta- I'm talking about major billionaires, probably on two hands. Right. Right. That are interested potentially in sports, meaning investing their money in sports, because our wealth as a community is mainly generated. Now, look, we got doctors and successful lawyers and successful real estate developers and lawyers and people that have major wealth. But when you think to where we generate most of our money most of our money is generated in sports and entertainment. Very rarely do we see a tech company owned or start up by somebody of African-American or black or however you want to describe us. We don't really, we may get in and invest in it, and, but we aren't the forefront of it for whatever reason. So we don't have that instant Oh, I sold this company for $50 billion and I'm going to have $10 billion. So in the end, I can take $2 billion 
in go buy me a football team. We don't have that. And when we try to assimilate a team of people, the Oprahs, the Puffies of the world, it's like, well, we got Mr. Tapper, who was a minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's already in the club, who has crazy money to just write a check. So you start there by not even being able to get into the club. Different in basketball. Because basketball is not a you, – you can't – you know, outside of the Clippers and There's and a lot Lakers, of turnover in basketball. There's a lot, lot of turnover. There's a lot of turnover in basketball, Jay. And on top of that, football teams are valued way more. But still, I mean, there's only one black owner. I mean, that's Michael Jordan in basketball. So – but I hear what you're saying. There, there's, well, there's more only, opportunity because of the turnover. Yeah, there's only one in basketball because of Michael Jordan. But there's a number of minority partners in the NBA that happen to be African-American. So when you think about it, you go and you buy a team, you know, some of these teams are three, three and a half billion dollars, four billion. You know, they want 40 percent of of majority ownership like Oprah Winfrey ain't taking her four billion dollars and taking two billion and jamming it into a a football team. Well, that's that's the thing, Keith. You got guys like Robert Smith and David Stewart who are private equity guys who are, you know, African-American, they're in that, I mean, six, seven billion dollar range, but they're not in the sports arena. They're not in the sports arena. Not in the sports arena. So I I, I get weird. That's why I go back to this one word that is is so important. It's about intent. I mean, and, you know, I know we're in a new age, but intent means that you have to primarily be focused on wanting to make change, legit change, and saying, I'm going to create these opportunities and I'm going to hire with intent. And but that is you are you hit the nail on the head though, Key. There there aren't a lot of people that give you a diverse, wide net way of thinking when there aren't diverse people in the same room with these people. That and that's that's a major issue. You you gotta get the diverse people in the room. And, and look, clearly, we've seen several uh, African Americans be hired in general manager spots here over the last couple of months, or presidents of teams. Like we've seen. Jason Wright be hired in Washington. So we've seen some. Ooh, what a hell of a situation to uh, to come into. It, huh? it, 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 I know, but regardless but of how you got it, he's but, there. Yes. But he's Understood. navigating through it, and it looks hella good. First year on the job, they go to the playoffs. Understood. Noise is quiet down to a degree. He's hired a bunch of minorities now. So I. I but can you know what happens? Like, you know, when we go to the barbershops, it's like, oh, look, they give the African American the messed up situation to inherit. So it. it I'm not saying it makes it right because you have to make the most of the opportunity you have regardless of however you got your foot in the door. But, you know, that's just sometimes, you know, we find ourselves in these conversations, but it doesn't matter how you get your foot in the door. What I want to stop and say, because you got those knuckleheads on Twitter, so I'm going to rewind really quick in the situation because you said, you said they give us messed up situations. Yes, that is correct. The situations are never clean. But what I want to say is everybody get messed up situations. That's Understood. why they become available. So I don't want the knuckleheads to attack on Twitter. You know how and even the knuckleheads attack, like, look, you know who I am as a person. No, I'm not, talk talking about about, I'm not even talking I know, about I know you. I'm trying to I'm clean it up. I'm just saying, you know, I don't feel like having to go and go off on nobody. So in the end, you, you, you take the job that you are given, that the opportunity presents itself, and you smash mud on their face. And that is what Jason Wright has been able to do in Washington as he continues to evolve 
as a president of a team. He continues to evolve and get better at it so that the doors are kicked open, not open, for the next Jason Wright to come along. And that is what's going to happen with our head coaches. We get in these positions as general managers, and now you hire the head coaches so they can be successful. It's all about having a seat at the table. And as long as we continue to get a seat at the table, we can continue to explore those opportunities. Now, what I would always say about Eric Bieniemy is he is qualified. And everybody, he's more qualified than some of the guys that got hired. But because of certain familiarity, whether it's Nick Seriano, familiarity with Frank Wright, Frank Wright, Wright, familiarity with the Philadelphia Eagles, best rest assured, Frank Wright was on calls with the Philadelphia front office organization and Jeff O'Leary and them and, and Howie Roseman about Nick. And he vouched for him. And he said he could coach him up. That, that's understood, though. I get yeah. it. I, I totally get it. And I'm sure Andy Reid has been on the phone for Eric Bieniemy. It's just that other people, when you look at Dan Campbell's situation, Dan Campbell was a player in Detroit. They wanted a kind of the CEO. Dan Campbell's not calling any plays. He's just going to be the coach, right? The head coach, the, the guy who's going to make some decisions along the way, but he's not calling plays. He's the CEO of the team. He's keeping everybody in order. That's what Dan is going to do, and he's going to do a hell of a job at it. But he has familiarity with the organization. He played for them, and that is the way that they wanted to go. And I hope Eric Bieniemy gets the Texans job, and I hope Deshaun Watson stays there. But here's one that will be interesting, and I would love this one. What if Andy Reid rides off into the sunset, wins the Super Bowl, and says, you know, I'm tired. I want to just hang out with my family. And then Eric Bieniemy takes over the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. I would love that. And then Andy mm. Reid comes back two years from now because he wants to re-energize, take some time off, and then he becomes a head coach somewhere else. I would, I would love that. That would be incredible. Zubac, oh, I would love quick that. Thing. Uh, I also think this is an opportunity for the NFL to change this rule that you have to, you know, for coaches that are still in it, I mean, they can obviously go and they can interview, but they should hold off all new hirings until everybody is afforded the luxury to make those decisions, right, uh, to accept those jobs. It almost feels like you put Eric Bieniemy in a bind because he can't really make that decision until the season is over. Uh, but if everybody had the opportunity to, hey, the season is over now, now let's fill these positions, I think it would, be, it would, give, it would make it a little bit more equal of an opportunity for everybody. Yeah, it, it, it would, but there's timelines with this stuff, right, Jay? There's college hiring. Some of these guys, when you think about college hirings, college hirings are happening in November, like at the end of November. As soon as coaches are getting fired, they're being hired. So it, it's, it's a timing thing. You think about Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone, both of them out and both of them will wind up at Alabama. And so if they sat around and waited for the end of February, the Alabama job is going to be filled. And what if they don't get NFL jobs? So it's, it's a timing issue that both college and the pros hiring practices would have to be pushed back, but then you got recruiting. And so it's a, it's a little weird, to so, so to speak. I always believe, and I'm going to believe it till I turn blue in the face because I have helped coaches that have been on my staffs Help them put staffs together through, toward the end of the season when they were going for interviews in head coaching spots while they were still coaching teams. It can be done. It's an excuse to say, 
Well, we got to wait till the championship week because we he needs to be able to hire staff and talk to assistants. They talk every day during the season any damn way during their off time. Yeah. How much talking do you need? I want to hire Zubin. I already know what he could do. What do I need to – I could communicate with him over the phone. When I finally get an opportunity to see him in person, I'll see him in person. Yeah, last thing as we're going to transition here back to a big, big – NFL and NBA city that's buzzing. The last thing I would say is, Jay, I 100% agree with what you're saying with regards to equity. It almost just makes too much common sense that it hasn't happened. But the argument could be made in a very small way that all of these guys, no matter how successful your team is, you can interview in that first weekend. If you're in the divisional round, you get the bye. And there have been people that have been hired after one job interview, right? You don't, yeah. Everybody's not going in for two. Solo went in for two. But if the enemy, let's be honest, was knocking people's socks off the way Mike Tomlin knocked people's socks off, he would need one interview and he would have the opportunity to do it before the playoff run began. I would have hired him just based off his press conference. We'll hear Just it a little saying. bit later this morning. Yeah, it's a very impactful, powerful statement. You may have heard it coming back from Sounds like a head coach to me. Indeed. We'll try to get to that a little bit later this morning. Once again, Milwaukee, Green Bay is hopping. Bounce pass to LeBron with two to shoot. Three-pointer by LeBron. It's good! And the Lakers bomb away in Milwaukee, and that three-pointer should do it. Got to get a great game out of Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they didn't get that. So the score actually, to me, was closer than this game was. The Lakers showed you right now why they are on a shelf all to themselves. That's ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler, and the numbers seem to back him up. Lakers 8-0 on the road, facing the Bucks. People thought it might be a finals matchup last year. Maybe we get it. This year, you kind of have more confidence in the purple and gold than the Bucks right now to get it done and for more on what's going to be a huge sports weekend in Milwaukee throughout the state of Wisconsin. We welcome in our colleague Jen Latta, co-host of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, 8 to 10 Eastern on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee and, of course, from College Game Day as well. All right, Jen, let's go right to the heart of the matter. What are people saying this morning? The Bucks. I know it's a regular season game. It was a litmus test against the King and the Lakers but they come up short. What's the feeling this morning? Um, good morning, guys. Great to be on the show with you. I think the litmus test is, and the reaction is, does a defensive strategy where you only protect the rim and you let teams shoot as many open threes as they want is not going to get it done in this NBA. Um, so I think there's a little bit of criticism for Coach Bud right now trying to figure out you know, how you can be defensive how you can be solid defensively in both of those areas. And the Bucks just not doing that right now. And I think, look, you look at what Giannis is doing, and it seems like he's trying to figure out what his role is on this team, which is strange. You know, we know that he's been working on his outside shot. Um, there were times where it seemed like he was not driving hard to the hole, which, again, if that's an offense that they're working on, great. But then if you are going to be the guy who's driving hard to the hole – and then you get put to the free throw line, you can't be shooting 58% from the line for the season. So I know they're still working on things. I know it's a new group of guys, and you're still figuring out whose roles are what and who's going to defend a guy like LeBron and who's going to defend an Anthony Davis when you have these types of matchups. But I think that there showed there was a lot of room for improvement for this Bucks team yesterday. Jen, let's talk about strategy. I mean, the last two seasons, the best record overall in the NBA, and the same strategy was used against this team in the playoffs to stop them multiple times. Um, is this a make-or-break year for Coach Bud? I think that that's fair, Jay. I think it's fair to say that they gave him a shot coming off of this season where they underperformed in the playoffs as well. I think a lot of people use the bubble atmosphere as 
a reason, not necessarily an excuse, but a reason why this team wasn't able to gel and find the same level of success in the postseason as in the regular season. But yeah, I think that that's what that meeting was that he had with the Bucks brass at the end of last season. It was like, we're going to try to put these pieces around Giannis. We know we've got him for this long term now. They didn't at the time. But there is an expectation for him to evolve as a coach. And you're seeing it a little bit, guys. You're seeing guys like Giannis, guys like Middleton playing longer into games. There was so much criticism about the minutes that these guys played in the regular season and postseason last year. But you're seeing them creep a little closer to 40 minutes per game. And I think that at least is showing that Bud is evolving. Now we've got to figure it out on the defensive side of things. Jen, if Giannis is a skinny version of Shaq with the dominance he has on the court, does he have a Kobe on this team to help him win a world championship? Or Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton, do they have that in them to be the closers for this team? You know, Kobe is an awfully lofty goal, right? Like, we're talking about one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But I do think that a guy like Middleton can be the go-to guy if Giannis is going to play the Shaq. I read a great article earlier this week that was making that comparison, talking about how, you know, even we we joke about his free throws and how he's kind of creeping towards Shaq numbers in the free throw area. Um, But you saw it earlier this week when they played the Nets guys, and there was some criticism for it, I think even on your program, talking about why wasn't Giannis taking the ball late? Why wasn't he, you know, taking ownership of the offense? Who took that last shot against the Nets? It was Chris Middleton from the outside. So I think that there is some thought there on this team that he could be the guy. And maybe Drew Holiday as well. You know, I've really been impressed with how he has adapted to this new squad. And there are times, guys, when I'm watching this Bucks team that Drew Holiday looks like the most calm, like smooth operator out there, which, again, is good for the Bucks, but you need the other guys to be there as well. Jen, forget about the Bucks. Let's talk about some real stuff, what Milwaukee really cares about right now, which is the Green Bay Packers. How excited is Milwaukee right now for the chances the Green Bay Packers could wind up in Tampa for the Super Bowl? Oh, they're incredibly excited. And um, look, a little bit of a damper yesterday as we learned that the former GM, Ted Thompson, passed away. Um, so yesterday was kind of after that was announced, uh, spent honoring him, reflecting on you know his fingerprints being all over this roster, right? I mean, most people know that his very first draft pick was Aaron Rodgers, who now has been there for 16 years and has them on the cusp of another Super Bowl appearance. But beyond that, a lot of excitement. I think that they think that they match up well against this Bucks team. If there is one concern about what Tampa Bay can do to neutralize this offense that has been clicking and firing on all cylinders, it's the speed of the middle linebackers um, for Tampa Bay. So I think you know that we talked yesterday to Matt Bowen, who has a great article on ESPN.com breaking down the offensive and defensive matchups of this team, and he had some great ideas about how Green Bay could neutralize that. And it's going to come down to the run game, guys. I think you think of a game with Aaron Rodgers in it and you think, okay, he's going to be slinging the ball downfield, finding guys on the seam, you know, being able to, you know, move around the field with ease. But Matt Bowen says, pay attention to the run game because that will be a huge factor in slowing down the speed that the Bucs have. Aaron Rodgers has done everything in Green Bay, played in championship games, won a Super Bowl, records, just you, you name it, he's done it. If he wins a second Super Bowl, what does that do for his legacy overall, not in Green Bay, but overall in the National Football League? Jen, unbelievable question. We have just like less than a minute. Um, You know, guys, 
I don't think it changes uh, Aaron Rodgers' legacy. I think when you talk about him, and look, a lot of people believe that he's going to be the MVP of the league this year. I think that it's it's solidified no matter what. It only elevates him into the top, top, top elite echelon of quarterbacks. I can tell you locally, though, guys, if you're one of those people who pays attention to the Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre race, that next Super Bowl win puts him ahead of Brett Favre. So there are some people who are paying attention to that as far as the legacy here in Wisconsin and Green Bay. No doubt. It would be two versus one and the possibility, though you never know, that, of course, Rodgers could finish his career just in a Packer uniform, which we, of course, know something Brett didn't do. Have a great show this morning. Enjoy the game this weekend. It was great to catch up with you, Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's Jen Latta, ESPN 94.5 in Milwaukee. On the way, more on that Giannis-LeBron matchup. That Jen talked about. LeBron said there was no extra motivation last night. We'll tell you why he had all the motivation in the world against Giannis at the top of the hour. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.